This is a all right. So this is a whole a different kind of podcast. This was on live uh, live on location. Essentially, is, was the, was the goal with this whole podcast, and it was a last minute thing. Cleveland has uh, events every single weekend, mm-hmm. especially in the warm months. There's all kinds of things going on, so something may you know fall under the radar. And it's um, kind of scary that an event this big fell under the radar. <laughs> right, right. So so you saw like it, it shut down the shoreway. Literally shut down the shoreway. There's thousands of bicycles you know down on edgewater we're talking about the usa triathlon uh the, the, the big one they were like the national championship or something like that uh it was last weekend so we sent out a quick email to the organizers yep thank big thanks to meredith painter too because she was the one that organized this quickly and also kind of jumped through some hoops to accommodate both of our schedules as well and it, it was great we, we literally went down to the race at the finish line talked with a local i'm just going to go ahead and say it he's a local badass <laughs> this guy just motivated i mean it made me want to start doing like little triathlons he finished his triathlon he finished it seven minutes faster than he did it last year so like just crushed his time and then came down and sat down and did a 45 minute inter- interview with us. So. And he, he gave us like the insides and the outs of all kinds of different uh, competition stuff. So it's a super interview we did with him. Uh, and it was about what, 30 feet from the finish line. Yeah. Just sat down, had a great little conversation with him. And he brought up, uh, which is one of my favorite parts, something that he likes to do after a workout, after a race, something like that. And it's not drink water or how some people say drink beer, something that may take you a uh, Take a little little, little curveball thrown to you. He also had some good advice if you're looking to get into this type of uh, training. Um, he's done triathlons literally all over the world. What did he say? Germany and New Zealand, New were, Zealand. were two that, he, that he's done. And he's got one coming up in Ireland. Yeah. So, he calls uh, them trications. Yes. He has got a uh, long list. Uh, I couldn't even count the uh, number of triathlons that he's done. But his name's Mark Durno. He's a local guy from Fairview Park. Uh, and we, got, we caught up with him at Edgewater Park this weekend. All right, two skinny ties on location today. Great location. Uh, great location. We are at Edgewater Park, so we're doing this a little bit different than we usually do. We took the podcast on the road uh, to Edgewater Park, uh, and we were talking with a local triathlete, Mark Durno, uh, and just finished up. Did, did you know it as well? Yeah, just finished the race. Uh, exceeded my expectations on a gorgeous day here at Edgewater and in Cleveland. Uh, and uh, couldn't be happier. So, uh, yeah, wonderful event here at, uh, at Edgewater with the uh, USA Triathlon National Championships. So National Championships, this is like, tell, tell me about, about this. Like, how long is the swim? How long is the bike? How long is the round? And how many people were here? Sure. So today, there's two races. Uh, today is the, uh, the big race, the signature race for USAT. It's the Olympic distance uh, race, which includes a mile swim, a 25-mile bike, and a 10K or a 6-mile run. Uh, today, uh, because of wave action and currents, they had to shorten the swim to about oh, about a half mile, maybe a little more than a half mile. Uh, but you know what? Uh, is, we still got the swim. And uh, Lake Erie, uh, you know, for those of us that live here, uh, we love the waves. We love the currents. And uh, yeah, we well, it was a home court advantage for us. So uh, we were happy. But yeah, yeah, mile swim, typically half mile today. Talk about like the preparation that goes into an event like this um, and how long the training is, how rigorous it is. You've done a lot of these, obviously. I was reading your your bio. Um, right. Just talk about <laughs> what goes into training for something like this. Yeah. So I've been doing this for about 15 years. Um, and uh, short course, long course, uh, uh, adventure races. Uh, so I like to play. Um, you know, middle-aged guys like to play. Um, so the training, it, you know, for this one... If you take it seriously, and you know we have people that take it seriously, you have to qualify to do this race. 
tomorrow's race you don't, uh, the sprint race you don't, which is half the distance of today's. Um, but if you take it seriously after you qualify, um, it's, uh, you know, a lot of two-a-day workouts. You know, I'll get up at 6 in the morning. Well, actually, before I'll get up at 5 in the morning to be in the pool at 6 in the morning, uh, two to three days a week. I uh, get my swimming in. Um, uh, we have uh, weekly group rides with the uh, Cleveland Triathlon Club, which is my club here locally. And um, uh, we, uh, you know, we'll put the hammer down uh, in uh, Cleveland Metro Parks and, uh, you know, work really hard to uh, encourage each other to, you know, push harder, push faster. Uh, and then running is, for most people, it's an individual thing. Um, but for all three disciplines, it's usually three workouts a week plus strength training. So, you know, do the math. You know, that's nine swim, bikes, or runs uh, plus strength training to really get ready for something uh, of this caliber. And that's in seven days. That, do you take a rest day? <laughs> that is in seven days. And my, Friday this year has been my rest day. Typically, it's been Monday. Uh, but I've, uh, I've learned that Mondays are good days to work out because after work, um, especially on a Monday, the first thing you want to do is just get a good sweat on to get that Monday blues out of your head, you know, so. <laughs> out of you. Yeah. So, uh, so how long have you been training for these? Like you said, what, 25 years you've been doing, 15 years you said? Yeah, 15 years. Um, and, uh, you know, I started off doing short course. This is considered short course, uh, sprint distance, Olympic distance is considered short course. Then when you get into the iron distances, the ultra distances, the half irons and the full irons or full ultras, um, uh, those are uh, 70 total miles or 140 total miles. So that's long course. Um, so I've started off doing short course for about five years, switched to long course for a period of time. And now I just do long course for fun because I just don't have the time to do it right. I love the short course stuff. Uh, I love events like this, especially having our age group national championships right here in our backyard. Um, you know, being a Fairview guy. 10 miles down the road, you know, um, it's, it's great. So, yeah, so it's, uh, uh, it's rigorous. Um, uh, it's time consuming and, uh, I do take a day off one day a week. Uh, you're talking to us, uh, when we first met you just a few minutes ago, you shaved seven minutes off your time this time. Yeah. So, um, if you take into account, I doubled my swim time from last year. Uh, let me, let me say that differently. Last year, um, we'd had a full swim and, um, I figured, well, if I'm going to compare apples to apples, I have to take this year's swim time and then double it so I can compare the two races because the, uh, the, the rest of the course was uh, pretty comparable in terms of course conditions and et cetera. So, uh, so yeah, so I would have finished uh, seven minutes faster this year, apples to apples, than I did last year. So, yeah, I'm absolutely thrilled with my own personal performance. Uh, I was talking to some of our club members. I was talking to some people from uh, across the country. I, I think I think they're representing 48 states here. And we actually have some Canadians coming down, even though they can't qualify for uh, uh, the U.S. Uh, 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 placement. Uh, some Canadians come, have come down to uh, do this as well. So we got we have people from uh, all over North America doing this event. And I, what I'm hearing from folks is they're thrilled with the weather. Um, I'm thrilled with my performance. I know others are thrilled with their performance. I, we've had some disappointing performances. Uh, one of my buddies had to quit after the swim because he kind of got sick. Uh, I talked to another person that, you know, they just, they're just not used to that wavy Lake Erie condition. And, and they said that threw him off for the rest of the day. But uh, by and large, when you have a beautiful day like this, uh, you tend to push harder. So you're talking about um, 48 states. Like what, what, I guess what are the, uh, how far do people travel for this? Uh, from uh, all over. Now, I, I, don't, I haven't seen the statistics. I just heard somebody uh, throw that number out there. Um, but I know I've talked to people from California. Uh, I've seen some uh, tri jerseys from uh, I think I think it was Oregon. Um, so yeah, so and that's that's as far as you're going to get here in the U.S. unless somebody came in from Hawaii. Um, uh, How far have you traveled for one of these races? 
Uh, last year I did an uh, iron distance race in uh, Frankfurt, Germany. Uh, so yeah, yeah, uh, and that was that was more of a trication, you know. That's when you when you take you take your you take your wife, you take your kids, and uh, you just have a good time. And you know you, you you're not there to sit, break any land speed records. You're just there to you know, just enjoy a different culture and um, yeah, and, and have fun. And, uh, and I also did New Zealand. Uh, I was say, yeah. New Zealand, the New Zealand Ironman. Yeah, I did the full Ironman. Um, that's tough because it's in March, right? I um, mean, one of the things we do with the swimming is we swim in open water. Well, you don't swim in open water. January through March, yeah. and uh, in Cleveland. So, um, yeah, we uh, we did New Zealand on, on you know as much training as we could do in the winter in Cleveland, and uh, we had a group of eight people go out there from, uh, from the area, and uh, uh, two of them got married while they were there, Excellent. which was cool. Again, like I said, trications. It's what it's all. If you can afford it, it's what it's all about. And uh, yes, just enjoying the lifestyle. And for most of us, that's why we do this. We do it for the lifestyle. Um, I personally, I have a competitive edge to me. I you know I like to push as hard as I can. I'm, I, I'm happy with my results today. I, uh, I'm in the top 30, which means I can get a roll down slot to Worlds in Edmonton, Canada next year, and I'm uh, hoping uh, that happens. I read on your bio that said you are a runner with a triathlon problem. <laughs> explain that and explain kind of how you got started with all this. Yeah, so, you know, like uh, most middle aged guys, I'm 50 now. Uh, when I was in my mid 30s, um, I'd always been active all my life. I've been an active guy. Um, I went from weightlifting to golfing and I just wanted something new, um, and uh, and I always had a natural talent for running. Uh, unfortunately, I never pursued it, and so in my mid-30s, I pursued it. Uh, trained up, I've uh, done some marathons. I just did the Boston Marathon this year, uh, uh, which uh, which is a tough one to qualify for and do. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. And um, and so, yeah, I, I'm a runner at heart, but uh, triathlon is addictive. So I my advice to both of you guys, because I know one of you have done, has done Huntington. I love it. If you, yeah, yeah. If you start it, you're going to get addicted. So, you know, just be careful. So be careful. It's a, uh, it's a catchy lifestyle. Van, uh, so uh, I don't even want to compare the, the, the Huntington sprint triathlon that was like me backstroking through a quarter mile swim or maybe even a half mile swim. I think it was 400 meters. I think it was a quarter mile swim. It was like a 10 or 12 mile bike and like a 5k. What, what going from that to Ironman, like what is the, what, what, I mean, how do you even make that transition? Well, you know, interestingly, um, so the way I did it, like I told you, I started off short course. And tomorrow's race is a good example of a similar race to what you did. Swim was shorter, Huntington, but as you were telling me earlier, that you had horrible wave conditions that day in Lake Erie. And when I say horrible, I mean like three feet. Like, I wasn't <laughs> used to it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, but in there, it's smashing against the rocks, and you're worried about whether or not you're going to come out of the thing alive, right? Yeah. And um, uh, so, but, but Huntington's a neat little local race that's been around forever. And, um, and so, it, it, it you know... It's different when you do long course and you do short course. It's short course, I like to say, it hurts up top. You know, your lungs are burning because you're going so hard, you're going fast. Um, long course, uh, you could do anything above uh, uh, an Olympic. It's going to hurt uh, down low. Um, your legs are going to fail. Um, you're going to have uh, weird pains in your knees and your hips and your ankles throughout the course of the day. Sometimes it goes away, sometimes it doesn't. Um, but, you know, it's just, it's, just, it's just different the way it hurts. Uh, the training, obviously, you need more training the longer you go. I mean, this Olympic distance stuff, to me, it's one of the hardest distances to navigate, what we did today, because it's that combination of really hardcore, fast uh, racing, and then also you got to put in that long long stuff. You know, I, I did a long bike ride of 75 miles just to feel confident in my ability to push at the shorter, you know, the, at the 25-mile mark. So, yeah, yeah, this, this is a tough distance right here. How you, you know, talked about doing these races and swimming in open water. 
what is that like from I mean how would you explain that to someone that's never experienced that I've never experienced that and I'm sure that some of our listeners haven't either I couldn't I don't know what that would be like people in that also so talk about that oh I will so but before I tell you that um, I'll tell you what everybody that might be interested in triathlon should do we have the uh, Olympics coming up uh, next year in Japan I think it's Japan right Tokyo yes Uh, watch the Olympic triathlon both the men's and the women's and they do these aerial shots of the swim that's what got me interested in this sport back in 2000. I watched, I think it was the Athens, uh, it might have been Athens or uh, Sydney. Either way, I can't remember which one it was, but I saw the triathlon and I saw these guys swimming in the water like you were just describing in close packs. And I'm like, man, that looks so cool. I got to try this. I've got to try this. It took another four years to, you know, uh, to you know, make that switch from running to triathlon. But so anyway, so the experience in the water and everybody goes through it when they do their first one. Uh, it's a little bit of panic because... Yeah. <laughs> you know, when you train, you're tra- you're, you know, you're, you're, even if you're training hard, it's still not as hard as it's going to be when there's people kicking around you and, you know, people swimming over, over top of you. And um, if you get lucky um, and you're smart, you start on the outside and you don't try to win the thing. You just try to experience it. You start at the outside and you work your way into the fray. Uh, but most of us, you know, we're meatheads and we don't do that. You know, we, uh, yeah, yeah, we, we start out right in the middle and we're getting beat up and our goggles get kicked off. And before you know it, you're like, why did I sign up for this? And I'm never doing another one. And then you cross the finish line. And you're like, all right, now what's next? <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, uh, it, 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 you can't describe it, uh, you know, until you do it. And, you know, for your listeners, uh, uh, watch the Olympics next year and if that doesn't inspire you maybe this isn't for you but it's so cool to watch the Olympics and see the triathlon and you know seeing these guys working together on packs in the Olympics the bike is draft legal meaning uh, you're allowed to follow right behind somebody and take advantage of the wind you know the, the wind that they're blocking uh, today uh, in the USAT national championships it's uh, non-draft meaning you have to stay a certain distance back from the biker in front of you and if you catch up to somebody, you have, I think it's 15 seconds to make the pass and then go by them. Uh, and uh, so, you know, it's, uh, you know it's, it's, it's a different type of racing. In the Olympics, you're allowed to draft. And so they're, you know, they're jockeying, just like you see in the Tour de France. You know, you see these big pelotons of people. Uh, you get that to a smaller extent in the, uh, in the Olympics. It's really cool. Watch the Olympics next year. Um, you said you have 15 seconds to pass somebody. I want to get into this really quickly. Do you like? Do you have it like on your watch? Are you looking at it, or do you, are you counting, or are you, is it even a thought process when it's when it's not legal? Like, or do you just go around it? You know, I don't think about it too much. Uh, when I when I catch up to somebody and I'm that much faster than them, I'm passing them in a few seconds. Where it gets t- where it gets such a baller. <laughs> oh, but where it gets tough is when you you know you you see yourself sneaking up on somebody and. Uh, and at the, uh, at the end of the day, you're thinking, all right, I'm catching up to him. When I pass him or her, I mean, there's some fast ladies out there, too. When you're passing him or her, and all of a sudden, they're picking it up a little bit, and they're not supposed to. When they're getting passed, the rules say you're supposed to drop out of their draft zone before you engage them again. And uh, when in the heat of competition, a lot of people don't do that. Yeah. Um, so, so that's when it gets tough. Then I'm thinking, all right. You know, is there an official around here that's going to ding me because, and then maybe they'll ding the other guy because, uh, you know, because they're not backing off the way they should back. But I am proud to say in 15 years, I've never gotten a drafting penalty. Um, and I've seen a lot of people get them around me. Um, you know, that, that Ironman in Germany last year, 
um, you know, they're yeah, they're rule followers over there, right? Um, and uh, those guys, they were on the course and they were nailing people left and right. Really? And I'm like, all right, be extra careful today because <laughs> they're tough. Yeah. What's that process like? How does that play out? How they get nailed for? So it depends on the race and who's organizing the race. And in uh, today here at the national championships. Um, you get a penalty. You get a two-minute penalty for drafting, and for the competitive people, that's a big deal. That, that knocks you. That knocks you out of you know contention for awards or for worlds. Um, in the long course races, it's a, usually a four-minute penalty, but they don't tack it on to your time. They make you stop at the next penalty tent. Oh wow! Sit there and watch people zoom by you. Oh wow! I mean, you know. You know, it's one thing to get you know, to know you got dinged and know you're going to lose the time. It's another thing just to watch all these people zooming by you and you're thinking to yourself, man, I can I can only imagine what it's like because I've never experienced it. I was going to say, in that four minutes, like you're you're sitting there, you're not you're not going to rest. That's not going to make you be able to go any faster. So, like, do your muscles cool off or something? I mean, that's got to be brutal. Yeah, and so you know, it, it, it could be an advantage. So, if you're pushing yourself too hard, and, uh, we call it burning matches. If you're burning a lot of matches, and uh, uh, you know, the penalty tent could be a, a blessing in disguise. Uh, but yeah, you're right. Once once you stop, even for a free minute, few minutes, your quads just get tight, and then it takes you a mile or two to get your quads back and to get back into your rhythm. And yeah, it's uh, yeah, starting to stop. And like when we're training, we're doing these long bike rides. We stop at a stoplight. Even just going from stoplight to stoplight, sometimes you know you're you're, you're you can feel it. So yeah. So training around here, bringing it back local. Um, if you want to get involved in this, you said you've got a the what is it the, the Cleveland Triathlon Club. So how do you get involved in that? So uh, Cleveland, uh, the Cleveland Triathlon Club, or CTC for short, uh, we are a 400-member club of local triathletes. Uh, we have a website. Uh, it's uh, clevetriclub.com. We have a Facebook page. Just uh, look up Cleveland Tri Club. You'll find us on Facebook. Uh, I think we have a couple other social media accounts as well, but uh, that's uh, that's the only one that I'm familiar with. And that's, that's where we do a lot of our, uh, our chatter is on our Facebook page. Um, so yeah, we, uh, we have training events just about every single day, uh, both West side and East side. And, uh, and we've been really trying to beef up the South side, but that gets a little tough because it's so spread out down there. Uh, we have, uh, open water swims at Columbia park and Bay village on Mondays. We have, uh, uh, a ride and a run in Rocky river Marina, um, in the Cleveland Metro parks on the West side on Tuesdays. We have a ride in the run in uh, chagrin fall, uh, not chagrin falls. Um, uh, what's the name of that place? I'm the West side or so, uh, 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 it's, uh, near, yeah, yeah, somewhere on the east side. <laughs> it's on our website. Look it up on our website. Um, but, but, uh, yeah, but we start from a, a small church there. It's, uh, uh, it's, it's in the chagrin, um, uh, re uh, reservation. That's where, that's why I think, I guess chagrin on the brain. So anyways, um, uh, so that's just Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and we have stuff going on all week long. Uh, we have impromptu swims, rides and runs all the time. Um, and, uh, we have a newbie group for people that are new. We call them newbies and, um, uh, our newbies uh, uh, are getting much better service from the club that they've gotten in past years because we started a newbie program a few years back, and it's been, uh, uh, to use an expression, the bomb, right? Uh, it's been great. Uh, you know, we, we get a lot of compliments uh, from our new members because they feel more com confident. We, they feel more comfortable. Our Tuesday rides, we start, we used to start one group and everybody rode together, and uh, the slower people felt a little uncomfortable. Now we break it up into four different groups. We send the fastest people off first, wait a few minutes, then send more people off. And 
And uh, those of us that are kind of on a rest week, um, you know, we'll sit, go back into our fourth group and we'll work with people and, you know, show them proper cadence and technique and uh, shifting. And, uh, yeah, so, so yeah, we, uh, we, we try to help as much as we can. That's what, that's what the club's all about. It's about, you know, helping people, uh, you know, achieve this lifestyle. I was just going to say, it seems like there's a very large sense or a very strong sense of community in this club then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We like to have fun. Um, you know, uh, uh, we're not afraid to, uh, you know, go have a few drinks after a good training session, uh, go get some wings, you know. I mean, we earned it, right? You know, you do a 25-mile bike and a two- or three-mile run, you know, go have some wings, you know. Yeah. I think I was just looking at that on your bio. It says your what is favorite your post-race drink? is a beer. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, but, but on a really hot day, there's uh, something better. Coca-Cola, and I can't explain why. Yeah, it sounds, with all the sugar, you know, it sounds horrible, but it is so refreshing to have a Coca-Cola uh, after a really hot one. Now, uh, you know, if it's not... advertisement for uh, the soda. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's, this is my personal preference. Now, on a day like today, oh, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm jonesing for a beer right now. Um, uh, and, uh, you know, I know we have a beer garden right over there, so when I'm done with you guys, I might have to uh, throw one back before I help out with the kids try. But only one because we got to keep the kids safe, right? I was just going to say, watching the kids try after this, what is that like? How is their enthusiasm uh, you know, for this event? What's it like to see them take to it? Well, this one's even uh, more impressive because it's called Try for Change. Uh, one of our club members runs it. Uh, her name's Barb Thomas, um, and we have a couple other club members that help with it. The Try for Change is bringing um, under, um, under-advantaged uh, kids uh, into uh, this type of lifestyle. And, um, you know, last year, Barb said, you know, it was my goal just to teach them how to be safe in the water and, you know, get some basic swimming down. This year, she has a lot of repeat customers, and now she's actually teaching them the ins and outs of, you know, transitioning and, you know, uh, how to bike a little bit better, how to, you know, how to be smoother with your run form. And, and so she's really enjoying it this year, uh, uh, taking care of these kids. And, uh, and again, again, they're, um, you know, they're underprivileged kids and, uh, and they, it's just, uh, it's just an eye opener for them. So it's a, it's a pretty special thing today. So normal kids tries are a lot of fun. I had my kids, uh, you know, do some tries when they were young. Um, none of them, none of them, neither of them stuck with it, but, uh, you know, they, they chose other sports uh, as they got older, but, but yeah, kids tries are so much fun. It's just, they, cause they, they, to them, it's like a game, you know, you get a couple of them that, you know, get competitive and, you know, they beat their chest a little bit before they start. <laughs> But the, most of them, it's just, they just want to go out and splash around, ride their bike, and, uh, you know, and then they get to the run, they're like, do I really have to do this? <laughs> and uh, when they find out there's ice cream at the end, they're more than happy to run to the ice cream. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> How old are uh, the kids that are doing this one today? Uh, you know, that's a good question. I haven't been, uh, I haven't seen Barb's training this year. Uh, I'm guessing they're probably in the 10 to 14 neighborhood. That's just a guess. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not quite sure uh, what the age range is. But yeah, there it's that range. Nice. So you kid, you said your kids used to do them, and they're how old are they now? Uh, one's going into college next year. Uh, he's uh, just graduated from high school, and the other's uh, going to be a sophomore in high school this year. And you know, they're both swimmers. You know, they're both on the Fairview swim team, and uh, so they are. They they're, they're active. You know, uh, when they're not playing their computer games. <laughs> <laughs> of course, of course. Uh, so do they? Do you help them? Do you coach them, or are, do they? I mean, do you do you help them with their swimming? And I mean, I try not to. Um, you know. Uh, Fairview has had an outstanding uh, swim, and uh, uh, one of my boys uh, uh, runs track and does cross country. Have outstanding coaches there. The last thing they need is dad telling them what to do, you know. And you know, when you when you know they're getting good guidance, you just back off, you know. Um, and you know, so I, I play the parent role. I, I tell them when to be home at night and tell them to get their homework done. 
Um, I, I let the coaches coach. Uh, you know, I, I don't want to be that parent. I was uh, looking um, at some of the races that you did, and I lost count of how many races th that you've done. Um, excluding this one, obviously, because it's a little personal bias, what are some of the favorite places that you have competed in these races? You know, the, one of the coolest races I just did was this year. Uh, it was uh, in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Uh, they have a, Grand Rapids uh, it has a really strong triathlon community. Western Michigan has a really strong triathlon community. And um, the Grand Rapids race was great. It was, uh, and it, it was my, it was really my test, test of my training to see how well I was going to compete today, because um, it was the same distance, Olympic distance. But the town of Grand Rapids, uh, it's a cool town. Um, it's really neat. It, uh, and the way they organize this race, you, you see where they you know, they set you up for the swim. And we have this huge park at Edgewater to to use. They've got this small beach with no parking lot, and I'm thinking to myself, how are they going to pull this off? They closed streets, you know, city streets, and um, and set up transition on one street, and uh, you know, set up a medical on another street, uh, you know, set up uh, you know, set up some of the other support tents and food areas on another street. So yeah, so they uh, they find a way. Uh, so that was a good one. Um, uh, you know, destination races are good, but I, I like to think about the local races. Uh, uh, one of the uh, funner, uh, uh, more enjoyable races I did is a race called Muscle Man in Western New York. It's in the Finger Lakes region. Okay. Great race. Um, HFP racing here in Ohio. Uh, HFP puts on uh, races uh, mostly in Ohio state parks, um, some in local parks, but uh, they, uh, I know they do one at uh, Portage Lakes in Akron. They do one at uh, Sherrod Park in Vermilion. Those are the local ones. Uh, and they do, they do them at some of the state parks, Maumee Bay and Deer Creek and Caesar Creek and uh, Atlam Creek. Um, and any HFP race, you're going to get um, a bargain price triathlon but you're going to get all the service and safety you would expect in a good triathlon so all the hfp races are great uh, my favorite hfp race i would have to say is mommy bay um, if you've never been to that state park it's really neat yeah and you, it's just outside of toledo and you wouldn't think that you know something just outside of toledo especially on the east side where all the industry is it'd be that nice it's spectacular I was going to say, what are what or are you even able to enjoy some of the scenery when you're when you're in some of these races? <laughs> you know, uh, I try to. It's hard. And it's, yeah, yeah. The, well, the long, yeah, the long course races. You know, you 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 know, you, when you're on a bike for 112 miles, you know, you, you gotta. I always get a song in my head and repeat it over and over. Um, but uh, but yeah, sometimes you take in uh, the scenery and uh, the Lake Placid race is probably the most gorgeous race I've ever done. So. For long coursers, uh, I would put that on your bucket list. Um, that's a wonderful long course race. Um, uh, but yeah, today, um, you know, the, the, the triathlon club, we put up about 100 signs all over the course. And uh, one of the, on the bike course, the idea is, you know, you know, give them a little bit of humor because the signs are mostly funny. You know, uh, I think one of them says, uh, you know, you're hot when you sweat, you know. And uh, another one says, hey, you paid for this, enjoy it, you know, things like that. So uh, we, we put up signs all over the course just to, you know, kind of, you know, let the uh, athletes know that, you know, we're thinking about them. We know you're in pain, but, you know, if we can provide a little humor, especially on the bike, because we know there's nothing funny about the run, um, then, uh, yeah, we do what we can. So. so is the run typically like the hardest part? Is that like usually not necessarily the hardest part, but it's like the it's the last one. So is that the most grueling? Is that mentally tough or what? Yeah, and you know when you look at uh, uh, when you look at stress scores on uh, some of our training applications, the run always you know off the charts high, and um, and it puts a it puts a lot of load on your body, and, and the longer distance you go, the the more that run hurts because uh, you know your your heart rate in the swim might be seventy five percent of your maximum, and on the bike you might get it up to eighty uh, plus, 
But on the run, even if you're not even trying to go fast, you're, you're pushing 90% of your max heart rate. And, and uh, it just, you know, it's just, it's a suffer fest, especially if you're pushing the pace. How much, how much of that is mental as opposed to physical, just to, to be able to push yourself that far? Oh, it's both. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, you, know, uh, you know, a lot of people have their own mantras they put in their heads. Uh, I don't. I just, I, I look at the butt in front of me and I go after it. I'm like, all right, I'm passing, I'm passing that ass, right? Um, and uh, once I get around them, then I look for the next butt, you know, and uh, and uh, and so for me, it's just focused on the next person in front of me. And and, and we always say, you know, for those for those that, you know, don't want to the, the term in the industry is bonk. You know, when you fall apart and you have nothing left and you have to walk at home, it's called a bonk. Um, you got to race your own race. You know, you can't think about, you know, uh, the guy that's winning your age group or the guy that's winning overall. You got to think about. You know, am I racing within myself? If you're racing um, a, a half distance race, which is you end with a half marathon. If you're running at a 10K or a 5K pace in the first three miles, you're not going to survive. <laughs> uh, today, you know, uh, I, uh, my typical run pace is about a 6.30 per mile. Um, wow. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and, 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 and I backed it off. You know, I, I did the first couple miles uh, about 6.40 to 6.50. And I'm glad I did because, um, you know, my legs started failing on me a little bit. I pushed the bike a little harder than I typically do. And I was still able to hold sub sevens. But if I would have started off at 630s, 620s, you know, my, my typical sprint sprint distance pace, I would have fallen apart. I don't think I can bike a mile in six minutes. <laughs> well, I think you can. And so don't don't be so modest. That's <laughs> smoking it, though. It's crazy to think of that. Um, uh, <laughs> I don't want to put this in perspective or anything, but I just read an article the other day about the guy who's trying to get a, a sub-two-hour marathon. Sub two-hour marathon. It's crazy, like, what people can do with their bodies. It, mean, it is. And, and think about what that – I mean, when you do the math, I think that might be a sub-five-minute mile. A little over four and a half. A little over four and a half a mile. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. No, it's – you know, it's all perspective, right? You know, miles. yeah. You know, for you guys, six and a half minute mile is, is, is fast. You know, I'm happy with like eight. <laughs> yeah. But I'm, I'm thinking to myself, who does that? A four, whatever minute mile. Who does that? And you know, what planet are they from? You know? Yeah. And, uh, and especially those guys, they're professionals. So they're getting drug tested. So, you know, they're legit, you know? Um, yeah. Who does that? Have you ever surprised yourself with how far you've been able to push yourself physically? Yeah, you know, the hardest, uh, I'd say the physically, I've done two events that are probably the most physically challenging that I've ever done. Um, I did the Spartan National Championships um, in uh, Killington, Vermont. Uh, and it was, uh, yeah, it was hard. You, you went up and down Killington Mountain uh, three and a half times, you know, carrying lots of, in those races, those, those mutters and adventure races, you're carrying a lot of heavy stuff as part of, your, as part of the event. And um, it, from, you know, I was pretty broken down. Um, I really struggled the last three or four miles of that, of that event. And then the other really insane one I did was they call it the world's toughest mutter. You're doing a tough mutter, but you're doing it for 24 hours. Ooh. Yeah. 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 So you do it, you do as, as many laps as you can. The, the one that I did, it was in New Jersey and they had a, a 11 in a 10 and a half mile course. Um, I got through four laps of it. And uh, each lap had roughly uh, 30 obstacles. Yeah, about 30 obstacles. So, you know, th during that four laps, there's 120 obstacles, and some of them are really challenging. And uh, I didn't make it 24 hours. I made it 16, and um, I had a, I, it was cold. It was in the 40s, and you're getting wet. And so I had a wetsuit on, and 
I didn't have any uh, lubrication under my uh, under my wetsuit around my knees, and um, my wetsuit was cutting into my knees so badly that you know it was blood running down my legs, and oh. uh, and it hurt so bad that it wasn't my I, I was fatiguing, but I could have I could have faked my way to 24 hours, you know, but uh, my my knee the backs of my knees were hurting so bad uh, I just couldn't go on, so I uh, I quit. That's incredible. I've heard of those those world's toughest motors. I've done a couple of tough motors, a couple of Spartan races and stuff like that. How does that compare to the triathlons and stuff? I mean, it's different, but you know what? Um, I almost got out of triathlon, um, and this happens to everybody. Um, it, people that get into it um, about five years are like, "Why am I doing this? You know, what what you know what is this? You know, they're not feeling the lifestyle side of it. You know, they've accomplished everything they want to accomplish. You know, they, for some people it might be a sprint, some people it might be Olympics, some people it might be long course." But what I found after doing some Tough Mudders and, and Spartan races was the triathlon training is perfect full body training. You know, there's other ways to do that. You know, I know CrossFit's really big and, and uh, you know, um, uh, you know, those cross cardio uh, weight training uh, things like CrossFit. But uh, triathlon training prepares you for that type of racing without having to lift a weight. You know, um, and back then I wasn't you know, doing uh, weightlifting during the season and I was still able to go out and knock out a mutter and do really well, you know. Um, so it, it was a, a light bulb went on and it said triathlon training is perfect full body training. It trains the core, it trains the upper body uh, with the swimming, uh, the, the lower body, you know, with the biking and running um, and, and all three disciplines, you know, you're, you're getting core work. So. So it's great. Yeah, it, uh, it's great training. Um, so when you think about it from that perspective, that's, you know, like a lot of us that do it long term, we realize the, the overall benefits of the, that type of training. You mentioned um, uh, weight training. What kind of weight training do you do now? So um, this is the first year I've uh, been training um, hard during the season because, like I said, this this was my race today. You know, I, I wanted to, I wanted to nail it. And um uh, and I did. I'm very, very, I'm thrilled, absolutely thrilled with my uh, results. Um, but, uh, but the type of weight training I do, I, I do uh, bench pressing, uh, uh, bench pressing, uh, squats or leg presses, um, uh, uh, lat pull downs. Um, uh, I do some rowing uh, to warm up. Uh, I do a little bike, you know, just uh, easy exercise bike biking to warm up. Uh, do some hamstring curls. Uh, what else? What am I missing? Uh, some core work. Um, always, always some core work involved. And I'm missing something. I can't think of what it is. Yeah. You think it helped the weight training? Help? I do. And you know where, where I found it's helped me more than anything is the power on my bike. Uh, the power on my bike is uh, higher than it's ever been. Um, I actually, um, I've been working with a coach this year as well, which is a first for me. Um, uh, stellar eye coaching here locally. Um, and, um, they're the ones that talked me into doing this weight training. Cause I wasn't convinced that it was the right thing to do. And, um, but yeah, it's, it's really improved the power on my bike. Um, I, I track my, uh, track my power, my Watts with a power meter. And, uh, uh, I probably had the best power output this, in this race than I've ever had, uh, in any, uh, any race at this distance. And, um, and my swimming, I don't, I'm, I'm only swimming two days a week now. I normally I used to swim three to four days a week. I'm swimming two days a week and doing more weightlifting. And I'm finding that uh, uh, it's, it's not hampering my swim at all, and I'm stronger in shorter distances doing it that way. Yeah. Nice. So you uh, – uh, I was going to ask you about the swimming, actually, but you answered it. Um, I was going to say because when you're technique-wise and stuff like that, you have to work on the technique for swimming uh, big time. I guess for all of it, you have to work on the technique. But I would imagine swimming, when you add the weightlifting to it, does that – I mean, 
Yeah, so you're you're absolutely right. Technique is key. And um, when we, I, I told you earlier, we get up at 5 in the morning to be at a 6 a.m. Uh, swim session. Uh, we're going to a master's program. Uh, there's a company here locally called Liquid Lifestyles that offers uh, master's programs for triathletes. And um, well, what they do is they hone in your swim stroke as well as give you a hardcore workout. So if they see something crazy, like, uh, you know, the, the one the one for me uh, the, the past month was, Mark, get your get your hands straight going into the water, because I guess I was angling into the water, and, and that could put some stress on the shoulder, and the last thing you want to do is get injured, right? So, uh, yeah, it's it, so you're getting the hard workouts in, you're getting some coaching, uh, and, uh, you know, and then they, they also do individual coaching as well if, you, if, you're, if your form really needs some help. Mine doesn't, so I'm fortunate uh, in that aspect. And then you throw the weightlifting on top of it. So you get the form, you get the, you know, you get the advice from, the, uh, from the, the master's coaches, uh, and then you throw the strength training on top of it, and it's a good recipe. It's a good recipe. Go for it. Go for it. Uh, all right. So we're sharing a mic if you can't tell for this one. <laughs> right. We're in a, in a big uh, white tent, like one of those uh, just canopy tents here recording this. Um, so uh, I just I, I'm so inquisitive on this because um, I didn't want to talk about it, but I'm doing a 260 mile canoe race next year. Um, I don't I'm not a, like I don't <laughs> canoe like I used to do cross it, but I haven't done anything for like six months. Um, what, what could you recommend like a like a, like a like a like a swimming or rowing or some kind of like regiment for that or i mean what do you i mean how do you work your core out so i i did a uh, event up in northern michigan uh it's called the m22 challenge if you're if people that are into you know into you know kind of you know, uh off-center events uh and they know the m22 area up in the traverse city michigan area they 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 know the m22 culture and like i said it's it's like a, it's it's just a, a group of guys that you know, they live for kiteboarding and you know um, you know like I said off off the beaten path sports and so they started a uh, a race called the M22 Challenge and it's a swim bike kayak and so I asked the same questions that you just did and about hey how do I get ready for this and yeah it was, it's it's just you know doing anything you can uh, in the weight room to uh, improve your your back and chest and um, you know, bicep, tricep strength, but also you know, finding a place that has a rowing machine so you can practice a rowing. And, you, know, and you start with uh, 500 meters on the rowing machine, then you work up to 1,000, and you, you, you work on that, you know, making sure that um, the majority of the work's being done by your legs, not your arms, and uh, it's, it's all those little things. Uh, yeah, yeah. And, I, and I had a pretty successful race up there, and, uh, um, but yeah, the kayak was, that was, that was an odd one. You know, it's, if you're somebody that's not a kayaker, you know, jumping into a kayak and, uh, yeah. That's a neat variation though. Like that's, that's something that are there, how do the, how do the races or do races vary like that where you, you see yeah. something like that? Yeah. They, you know, and, and the cool thing about that race is you know, people that are afraid to swim or just don't have no interest in swimming. That's a nice alternative for them to get into the multi-sport, you know, lifestyle. Um, but it is me. <laughs> there you go. There you go. So yeah, it is. A, it's a cool variation. Uh, we, there was a race locally that offered that recently, and I'm trying to think of where it was. Uh, but they, um, oh man, it's gonna, this is going to drive me nuts because it was uh, actually fairly recent. But anyways, yeah, well, there are uh, there are some races. So you know, go to you know any triathlon uh, no, you know site for a race. See if they offer uh, a kayak alternative. Uh, you know, uh, as part of the race. Oh, it was, uh, it was, I know what it was. It was the Lighthouse Triathlon. It's called the Pirate Triathlon now. It's out in Fairport Harbor. Okay. Uh, it's put on by uh, Lake County Metro Parks uh, every July, and they do offer a, uh, a kayak version. So it's kayak, bike, run. Perfect. 
So you just finished this triathlon. What comes next? What's on tap next? Uh, what's your and what's your typical recovery period for after an event like this? So for this one, um, work uh, unfortunately is taking me out of town tomorrow. So uh, you know I'm gonna I'm gonna be in recovery mode regardless, just because uh, it's hard it's hard to train on the road. Um, and you know when I'm uh, when I'm jumping on an airplane, uh, it's even harder. You know I can I can take my bike with me certain places when I'm driving, but when I'm flying, it's a it's a whole different animal. So I'll get some a uh, little bit of a uh, little bit of easy jogging in, um, you know, to you just to keep the muscles uh, keep the muscles active. Um, if they if I'm in my hotels have a pool, I'll do some light swimming. Uh, <laughs> no. He would blow still blow me out of the water, bro. I told you I'm 50. Yeah, yeah, I, it, yeah. Easy for me 20 years ago was seven minute miles, but now it's uh, nine minute miles. Yeah. Um, that's still like what I pump out. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, so anyways, but uh, no, typical recovery for a short course race. Um, it, it's not that, it's not that bad. It's, you know, uh, the professionals, because they make money off this stuff, you know, they might race every weekend. Um, short course, long course, they can't do that. Uh, long course takes a while. Uh, yeah, it's a good two week recovery period for long course racing, uh, short course racing. You know, you can be up and racing again in a week, but if you want to optimize, um, you know, you really, you, you probably want, you know, a week of uh, recovery with, uh, you know, some you know easier workouts and then a weekend of picking it up a little bit. And then that next weekend, if you want to hammer it again, hammer it again. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. What's your, uh, you mentioned earlier, um, uh, like somebody will, will reach their goal and then they'll kind of fall out, fall out of their sport. Do you have a goal? What is your, I mean, you've done everything all over the world. What's your, what's your goal? Well, my goal today was to qualify for Worlds. And uh, unfortunately, I didn't get in the top uh, 18 in my age group. Um, and, you know, last year I had, like I said, I had a much worse time last year and I, I only missed by three spots. And I knew if I improved um, that I'd be in. Well, I improved tremendously, but you can't control who shows up, right? So, uh, yeah, so uh, I'm still in the roll down. Um, you know, I still qualify for the roll down, so I still might get my roll down. So my goal was to qualify for Worlds. Um, may not happen. Um, if it uh, doesn't happen, uh, I'll consider uh, going to Milwaukee next year. That's where the uh, national championships are going to be held next year. And trying it again, but we'll see. You know, we'll see. Uh, every year is different. Um, I always kind of do a self-assessment uh, in the fall and figure out what I want to do the next year. Um, I'm doing a long course race in Ireland uh, uh, next uh, next June, but uh, uh, but you know we'll we'll see. If I if I get into Worlds, uh, then that'll be next August, and that'll be great. If not, you know, consider Milwaukee. But you know, I like to race local, uh, so we'll see. We'll see. Is is Ireland another one of your uh, trications? It is. Yeah. 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 The family's going and, uh, and actually my extended family's going too. Uh, my parents there, my brothers and sisters, uh, uh, our, uh, our name is a Scottish name. And so, so we're going to go over uh, to Scotland and uh, do that. My brother's setting it up. And then I said, Hey, you know, there's this race down in uh, Cork, Ireland. Uh, I think we should sign up and, uh, <laughs> you guys can humor me and, uh, let me go do a race one day. And they, they rolled their eyes and said, okay. So awesome. Um, what is it like to, I mean, travel for those races, like those international races like that? What is seeing people from different countries and experiencing these races with them? What is that like? So the, uh, for triathlon, it's the logistics are tough just because you have to ship a bike. You know, you got to break your bike down, put it in a box. And when you, when you get used to it, it's easy. But then you got to lug this big box to the airport and, you know, and you get charged an extra fee to put it on the airplane. But, um, but no, going, going overseas and racing, uh, I'm so glad I've had the opportunity to do this this last couple of years. Um, it's neat. 
you know, the, the, the people are, uh, you know, you just you know, there's little subtle differences in the cultures. And, you know, a lot of them are near big, bigger cities. And, uh, you know, they have the same stuff there that we have here. You know, and, and I was in Frankfurt eating pizza the night before the race, you know, uh, you know, last summer. Um, but the best, the best part was in New Zealand when we we're on the run course. And, uh, you know, instead of like, let's go, come on, let's tear it up. You know, it's you're hearing people with that, you know, that, that British speak, right? It's it's brilliant. Uh, <laughs> splendid. Let's go, Chev. Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, I'm, and, you know I'm, I'm sitting here running, you know, and even though it wasn't a real serious race for me, you know, I had a hard time not laughing here. <laughs> you know, the first couple times anyway. So, but yeah, so it's just the, it's the little things. But the people, uh, uh, you know, regardless of what you hear in the news, people love Americans. And, um, uh, you know, they uh, just, when they, they see that or hear that you're from America, they, you know, they, they're very friendly to you. And, uh, you know, we, we obviously, triathletes are a friendly community anyway, so we reciprocate it. And, yeah, it's cool. Well, Mark, we appreciate you joining us. Uh, congratulations on your time. Good luck getting into the world. Uh, this is great. We, I mean, I think we knocked it out of the park with this one. It's always good when you sit down and start talking and you look down and 45 minutes later, you're like, oh, wow, we're 45 minutes. 45 minutes past? Yes. Goodness. Good stuff. Uh, oh, thank you very much, guys. I appreciate you having me. And, yeah, you know, I mean, if uh, some people got the gift of gab and, uh, you know, and if they, I can talk triathlon all day. I love this stuff. So uh, thanks for having me. Please appreciate it. And we talked about Facebook and stuff, how to get it, like in touch with you and stuff like that. If anybody has any questions, they can just go through Facebook, go through the the. Thing. Yeah, absolutely. Cleveland Tri Club. Um, uh, we, you know, you don't have to be a member to be on our Facebook page. Um, so yeah, feel free to you know shoot shoot us a message. Um, uh, yeah, uh, and uh, you'll you'll see our list of members. Shoot any of our members. Uh, you know, on our website, you'll see our list of members. Shoot any of us a message. Uh, we're happy to help. Uh, we, we love getting people into the sport. We love helping uh, our newbies. And um, yeah, anything we can do. Perfect. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> what, uh, I was gonna say the beer. What's on? What's on tap for the beer though? That I haven't looked yet because you know, I've been so focused on the race, and uh, you know I, you know, for when I do the big ones, I behave myself. I haven't touched anything in a, you know over a week, and so. so they're gonna be carrying you out of here after one, then. <laughs> yeah, they might be. They might be, but like I said, I have to behave. You know, we got the we got the try for change coming up, and we're looking forward to that. So perfect. Thank and you. Sprint race tomorrow. Come down and watch it. I'll be uh, volunteering in the uh, in the uh, checking in people on the bike and uh, doing my part to give back. So perfect. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah, thanks, man. All right, guys. Be good.